Siri says good morning. Can I go ahead and mute her? Sorry, Siri. Okay. As I was saying, I am always filled with so much hope and anticipation when I hear that passage because I just, who is this king of glory? Come Holy Spirit. Well, good morning. As has already been said, our theme for this week of Advent is preparation. We are preparing for Christmas, which for your family could mean putting decorations up, maybe a tree, a wreath, some lights around your house, mistletoe, as was mentioned before, Pam always does a beautiful job that you will see appear after the Christmas pageant, the kids' pageant, that's obviously intentional. And, um, but then it's just like a beautiful Christmas wonderland in here. I always love um, coming in even during the week to, um, to just kind of sit in the awesomeness of it. My mother-in-law puts up this Christmas village in her house every year. It's just this beautiful display. And this season, we prepare our homes to celebrate Christmas. To most people, it's an opportunity to gather with our loved ones, give and receive gifts, and just take time to spend together in each other's presence. In church, we also know that the true reason and meaning behind this season is because we commemorate the birth of our coming king. 2,000 years ago, there was a baby that was born. Not just any baby, but a baby who would become known as Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. God sent his son Jesus to become flesh so that through his life, death, and resurrection, he would bridge the gap the separation that was created, as we read about in Genesis 3, when man fell and sin came into the world. And this time of year, it's important to take some time to intentionally slow down, to not be caught up in the hustle and bustle, and the excitement of it all, but to slow down And not just prepare our home for our guests, but it's also an opportunity to prepare our hearts for the coming king. Both in commemorating and celebrating, remembering that he came all so many years ago as a little baby. But also in preparation with the confident hope that he is coming again and will be here soon, returning as the triumphant king. The king is coming soon, so let's prepare our hearts for him. 
I encourage you to be intentional this season. Schedule some time to prepare your heart for him. Set aside some time to put the focus where it belongs on him. I encourage you, because in this busy season, if, you are, if your family is anything like mine, if it does not get put on a calendar, it may not happen. It probably is not likely to happen. So schedule yourself an appointment to be by yourself at a place where you can be by yourself and just spend some time with him. We prepare our hearts by intentionally making space. We are not created to live in a rush. Yet, in this culture, I don't know anyone that doesn't feel like it's a constant rush. But God created us to live in peace and he made it possible that even during the storms of life, we can experience his peace amidst the chaos. Chaos and confusion breeds anxiety and stress. And that is not the life he created us for. He continually invites us to step back from the stresses to be still with him and to know that he is God. Thank you, God, that you are God and not any of us. In reality, we make time for what is important to us. If it's important to us, we put it on the calendar and we make it happen. The verse, as has already been read for this week, this theme, a voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. As I visited this scripture, something stood out to me. Um, if anyone does not who know who I am, um, I'm the pastor's kid, one of them. And so I grew up in the church. I'm very familiar with scripture. I attended a Christian elementary school where we had to memorize scripture every week. I'm very familiar with this scripture. But something stood out to me in this passage that had never stood out to me before, and it's where the pause happens, where the quote starts in this passage. And my dad obviously was already cued into what I was talking about, so when he read the scripture, he made sure he read it correctly. But it says, a voice of one calling, pause. That's when the quotations begin. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, previously, any time I had heard this spoken, and even when I read it, I read it as a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. But here, 
it very, very clearly says, a voice of one calling, pause. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. We are all in the wilderness. This, the last couple of years, kind of feels like it's been an extreme wilderness. But the fact that we are waiting, that Jesus came as a baby, but we're waiting for him to return as the triumphant king, that is our wilderness. So we are in a wilderness. Sometimes it feels drier than other times. But we all are in some form of a wilderness. We are called to prepare the way for the Lord, to make straight in the desert a highway for our God while we are in the wilderness. We are not called to get to the end of our, to get to our destination and then prepare the way. We are called to prepare the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Not only are we called, we're invited. We get to. Who is this king of glory? We get to invite him in. We get to prepare. We get to roll out the red carpet for him. We've spoken before about various ways to spend time with the Lord and incorporate him into our schedules by reading your Bible, journaling, spending time in prayer. We've laid out some spiritual practices that you can do, and rather than just talking about them again today, I am someone personally that I learn by doing. So I've created some space this morning for us to prepare him room together. When you arrived today, there were two sheets of paper and a pen on your seat. One paper has a scripture written on it, and the other is blank. For this exercise, we're going to take some time to meditate on the scripture written on the first page. You can set the second page aside for now. We are going to sing another song, and while we are singing... We invite you to take some time to just sit and listen to the Holy Spirit. When you make room for something, it usually means that you need to move something out of the way. When my house get cl gets cluttered, it means I got to throw some junk out. I'm not always very good about that. I tend to like to hoard things. Shh, don't tell Josh that I acknowledged that. So we're going to allow just a few minutes to allow him to speak to us. Now this might seem unheard of to you. This might make you feel a little uncomfortable, but I just want to invite you to step into that discomfort, press into it, and press through it. Because on the other side of that discomfort 
is Jesus. And he's got open arms for you, and he's got something he wants to say. Because we're his kids, and he loves to talk to us. So as you read this scripture, for this song, we are not going to have words posted because we are inviting you to just, through the music, read the scripture, read it slowly, then go back and read it again, and allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you the way that he talks to you. It can happen to where you hear an audible voice. I will not discount that. God can do whatever he wants. However, for most of us, he does not do it through an audible voice. He speaks to us through our thoughts. So he will speak to you by bringing something to your mind. Just to be clear, if when something comes to your mind, if you feel condemnation, that is not the Holy Spirit because there is no condemnation in Christ. If you feel guilt, that is not the Holy Spirit. Keep listening. Holy Spirit, my heart is open to you. What do you want to pinpoint to me? Listen to what he has to say. He'll bring something to mind and invite you into that moment. As we sing and you wait on the Lord, read through the scripture. Ask him if there's anything in your heart he is inviting you to release to him in this moment. Because as I said, a time of preparing can mean that we have to release something to receive what he's got for us in this new season. So what might he be asking you to release in this season so that you can receive the next that he has for you in the coming season? And then on the piece of paper with the scripture on it, Write down what he's asking you to release, assuming you are willing to be obedient and release that to him. It's this beautiful moment that will take place where your obedience will be met by his grace and his mercy and his help to release that to him. So in that moment, if you choose to say, I release this to you. Help me loosen the grip. I release it to you. I want what you have for me instead. Write it on your paper. Fold it up. And there is a box up here with a, an opening in it for you to put it in. This box will not be opened, just to get that out of the way. Don't worry about it. It will not be opened. Its destination is a fire. We like fire. We're going to burn it. It will not be opened. Nobody's going to see it. It's between you and God. 
But there's this beautiful, prophetic, and spiritual thing that happens in the spirit realm when we physically obey and and do an act of obedience. So what you're going to do, when he highlights something for you to release to him, you're going to write it down, fold it up, and then when you are done and you are ready, I'm going to invite you to come up, place what you are releasing into the box, and then there will be, before we start our song, there will, I'll place out here some communion elements. So we, you are going to, in exchange for his body and his blood broken for you, because that's why he did it, you're going to come release something to him and then grab your communion elements, take them back to your seat, and then when the song ends, we will continue. No power of wisdom 
as we continue, we're going to move into communion, the time where we remember what he did for us, his body broken and his blood poured out, and to continue our physical act of obedience. As we already did, we brought, we brought whatever it was we wrote down, and we left it at the altar. We're going to continue with one more song. And this time, I reversed my notes. Give me a second to regroup. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I love Jesus. Okay. <sighs> okay. We're going to take communion together. So together we're going to take the bread, which represents his body that was broken for us. Let's take it together. And then we're going to take the cup, which represents his blood that poured out. Thank you, Lord. You are willing. To become man. Go through life. Do absolutely nothing wrong. And yet still be condemned. Crucified. Beaten. A spear shoved through your side for me. So that I can be reconciled with you. Let's take the drink together. As we sing this next song, you've got one more piece of paper. This one you're going to hold on to. When you're done, you can fold it up, stick it in your Bible, put it somewhere at home to where you'll find it later as a word of encouragement when you need it. But I invite you during this song to again listen to Holy Spirit and dream a little. What does he have for you in this next season? Now that you've released this past season to him, 
and you're stepping into this new, what is he inviting you into in this season? Write it down and then tuck it away somewhere where you find it when you really need it. Sing on. 
Please stand with me. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Thank you for being here today. We'll see you next week.